Good evening, everyone, and Merry Christmas. Welcome to our annual Christmas Eve gathering. Um, it's a great time that we have together, very holy and blessed time. Uh, want to make a couple of announcements. I, I hope that you grabbed a candle on your way in. If you did not, feel free to, to go grab one of those. Um, you'll want that later in the service. It's a very participatory thing that happens and um, wonderful time of, of candlelighting that will happen later in the service but you want to be ready for that uh, also right after the candlelighting we're going to receive communion together and I know that there are a number of different um, 
Christian backgrounds that might be represented here tonight, I want you to know that we believe in and practice open communion. What that simply means is that as long as you are a believer in Jesus or want to become a believer in Jesus, you are more than welcome to receive the elements this evening. You do not need to be a member of Woodland Life Center or Freedom Church. Um, uh, just a member of the body of Christ, a believer in Jesus, or like I said, even wanting to become a believer in Jesus. So all are welcome. And that includes the children in here today. We just ask parents with the candle lighting and the communion that you will oversee the children that are sitting next to you, even if you don't know them. Introduce yourself and say, I'm going to help oversee you tonight. All right. We want to make sure the kids don't get burned and that they're able to handle the elements of communion um, as well. Oh, please come on in. Come on in. Uh, this is a relaxed evening. You're going to hear the Christmas story, um, and we're going to sing carols together. But before we do that, I, I just wanted to introduce to you the group that's up here on the stage because we have two churches represented here tonight, the Sunday morning church and the Saturday night church, okay? Freedom Church and Will and Life Center are, are, are both here tonight. So I'm, I'm Brian, I'm the pastor of the Sunday morning church, okay? And then we have Joe, the pastor of the Saturday night church, all right? And um, Tessa, his wife, and Chandra are from Freedom Church. And then we have Scott McKenzie and my wife, Sarah, from the Sunday morning church as well. So uh, um, we wanted to do this together, um, uh, just to be united in this and, 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 and share this special night together. So I know we have folks from both congregations, um, as well as some that have traveled from afar, like the Magi, okay? So welcome, everyone. So glad you joined us, and let's sing together. Disperse the gloomy clouds 
was that we would have an intimate relationship with him. Yet we walked away from him and his light into darkness. He intervened in our history many times trying to show us the way, yet our hearts were stained and our hands were dirty with sin. He knew we needed a savior. He knew we needed deliverance. And long before Christ was born, he spoke to us about it. Hear what the Lord God of Israel said. I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. A voice of one calling in the darkness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all mankind together will see it. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. The Sovereign Lord comes with power, and His arm rules for Him. His reward is with Him, and His recompense accompanies Him. He tends His flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in His arms and carries them close to His heart. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From His roots, a branch will bear much fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on Him, the Spirit of wisdom and of understanding the spirit of counsel and of power, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness. He will judge the needy with justice. He will give decisions for the poor of the earth. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. 
He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. He has sent me to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion and to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Shout aloud and sing for joy, people of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel among them. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. The government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. From that time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this.
shock to the system it must have been for this young girl and this good man to hear what they heard that day. An unexpected visit from an angel and a dream he couldn't forget would begin for them a life-altering journey. Let's hear from Luke and Matthew on this part of the Christmas story. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. 
this, how can this be? How, how will this be? Mary asked. Since I'm a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. Let me say that again. For nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. And then the angel left her. Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid and take Mary home with you as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people Amen. <laughs> from all their sins. I didn't do this before, but you guys know I'm a crier, so this is okay. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that the census should be taken for the entire Roman world. So everyone went to his own town to register. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. How has God been talking to you lately? His voice is still calling out, and his desire to lead us is still as strong today as it was in the world, changing time over 2,000 years ago. Oftentimes, we are still guilty of there not being room for him, just as there was no room for him when he was born. But let us be on purpose with our listening, and let us be about the business of making room for him a priority in our lives. Joy. 
task in the grand scheme of things. They were a group of people not worth mentioning around town, yet they would become a key ingredient in the recipe of the Christmas story, for they would be the first to hear of the arrival of the Messiah. This would be no ordinary word or mouth testimony, but an unbelievable display of the heavenly realms in voice and in revelation. Luke 2 And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning 
that had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. God's still in the business of revealing himself to us. It may not be the spectacle of the shepherds and the angels, but it could be in a quiet, the quiet of a Bible study moment or worship time in the car or even a cup of coffee with a friend. Allow God to show himself to you this Christmas.
They understood the signs of times and their meanings. They saw what nobody else was able to see. Not only did they see and understand, but they responded. Matthew 2, 1 through 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, the Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born the King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all of Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all of the people's chiefs, priests, and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people in Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them exactly the time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, God, and make a careful search for that go and make a careful search for this child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star that they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over a place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child was with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him the gifts of gold, of incense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream to not go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. John begins his gospel account with these words. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. He was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Is there a hallelujah that I can hear for that? Children born not of natural descent, nor of a human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. You see, the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. And we have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. For grace and truth has come to us through Jesus Christ. Today is no different. Some will see and understand and respond, while others will not. Some will recognize him, and others won't. He has revealed himself. He has spoken. He has come. Messiah has come. And he not only fulfilled the prophecies, but he paid the ultimate price that we might know him intimately. So let us join together in the worship 
of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We're going to enter into a time, an Advent moment. I'm going to welcome my family and you guys get to meet my in-laws. They're pretty cool. Craig and Lorna, let's, let's, let's give a hand for them. Anyone that holds this thing deserves a hand. But let's, let's get into Advent. Over the past four weeks, we have lit a candle each week in anticipation for today. The candle of hope reminds us to look for Jesus with hopeful anticipation. We lit the candle of love to remind us of God's great love for us of the love God wants us to have for others. Then we lit the candle of joy. It reminded us that the good news of Jesus brings joy to us and others. Lastly, we lit the candle of peace, reminding us of the peace that God wants us to bring to others, even in the messiest of situations. Today, we light the Christ candle. In doing so, we remember that Christ is the light of the world and that Christ has already come and he will come again. He has promised to come and make all things right. We carry part of this light with us wherever we go. So as we close our service, we will each light our own candle as a reminder to share the light of Christ with the world around us. So let our light shine in a dark world. This is our benediction to walk into the world with the light of Jesus that we might declare boldly boldly that Christ has come already and he will come again. together 
say a prayer, but I want to invite you to keep your eyes open as I'm praying. Just just so that we can just continue to kind of bask in and pay attention to the light that Jesus has brought into our individual lives here. Jesus, we honor you today. We honor you for your birth. We honor you for your the life you lived. We honor you for your death, the reason for your birth. These candles that we hold in in our hands represent the light that you have poured into each one of us individually. And it's it's not even just represented in this room. There There are believers across the world lighting candles this Christmas Eve, reflecting, representing what what you have been doing across the globe, across the centuries. For you, the light of the world, stepped down into darkness, crammed yourself into flesh, dwelt among us. And yes, there there was a time where we didn't understand who you were, but we do now. We know who you are, and we honor you for who you are, and we honor you for what you have done, what you're doing, and what you're going to do. That is the hope and the faith that we have and that we walk in. 
we passed this light around because it also represents the responsibility that we have to share you with the lost and the dying world, those that still live in the darkness. May we remember that. May we put feet to that, not just something that we talk about, but something that we truly do. For we are your hands and your feet. We are your voice. So thank you, Lord, for the special time that we've had here. May we, may we carry this with us forward. In the mighty name of Jesus, we all prayed and everybody said, Amen. I invite you to blow out your candles. Be careful of that hot wax there. And I want to invite you to be seated because we're not quite done yet. We want to move into a time of communion. Now, there might be someone that would think that it might be a little odd to participate in communion but it's really important for us to remember why he was born and to reflect on why he was born he's not just born to be born really he was born to become the sacrificial lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world and really the Christmas story reflects this and as as I'm sharing I want to invite um some, if, if you would help with that, Paul. As, as we even heard this evening, you know, that the shepherds out in the fields, the, it, was, it was told to them that, that it would be a sign to them that they would find the baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. That's, I, I spoke of this a couple of weeks ago, I, but I want to reiterate that that's not just random, but there's, it's really poignant. It was a sign to these shepherds because you see the Bethlehem area shepherds were, were taking care of the temple sheep, the sheep that were designated for to, or to become the sacrificial lambs at Passover time. And so their jobs was actually very important, critical when these sheep would be born to protect the sheep and to to keep them from being as unblemished as they possibly could be. They would wrap the sheep, the newborn baby sheep, in swaddling cloths, keeping them from harming themselves, keeping them as perfect as they possibly be so that when it was time for them to become a Passover lamb, They would be as unblemished as they possibly could be. You see, when the angel says to these shepherds who did this kind of stuff day in and day out, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Realize they understood exactly what that sign meant. That this baby that they would find just as they were told they would find was the Messiah would become the sacrificial lamb not just for Israel 
But you see, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have eternal life. See, the swaddling clothes was a reflection of the death that he would experience. Man, in fact, the next time you hear about Jesus wrapped in cloths, that's when they're burying him. Just think about the amazing connection that the birth story has to the death story. And he did all of this for you and me. He had you on his heart and his mind when he chose to become a human. And he had you on his heart and his mind when he was stretching out his arms on a cross and saying, it is finished. He did this for you. and He did this for me. So I want to invite you to just reflect on that a little bit as as you're receiving the elements and hang on to those and, and we're going to take those elements in all together. So just reflect, meditate, pray a little bit as the ushers continue to serve us. also say that the bread is gluten-free, so if you have concerns with that, no need. We have taken care of you this evening. Everybody can participate. anyone that has not been served that wants to be served. Okay. Thank you, gentlemen.
on the night that he was betrayed and ultimately crucified, he gathered his disciples together for a Passover meal. Uh, something that they did every single year, very specific, rigid meal. And as they get through this meal, he, he, he stands up in the middle of it and he raises the matzah, the, the bread, breaks it, says a blessing over it. And as he distributes it to them, he says, now from this point forward, this represents my body broken for you. Take it and as you eat it, reflect on the fact that Jesus suffered for you and for me. Let's eat. Later on in that same meal, he raised the cup of redemption, the third cup. And when he did, he, he blessed it, and then he distributed it to them. And he said, now, from this point forward, this represents my blood shed for you and as you drink it reflect on and celebrate the fact that Jesus shed his blood to make us clean to redeem us to save us from our sins Oh, come. 
just a moment, Pastor Joe is going to say a benediction over us. I just have one announcement. Tomorrow, uh, right in here, we, we serve a meal to our community. Thanksgiving Day, we served about 170 people. Um, and we anticipate that same kind of number tomorrow. Uh, and we just need some folks to stick around and help us set up the tables and get prepared for that and um, so I'm hoping Joe as you say the benediction and prayer that you'll just pray over that event tomorrow that the needy folks that come in will experience the grace and mercy and the presence of Messiah in their lives um, so you'll if you're able to help us with that that would be great Pastor Joe will you close us out thank you Father Father I thank you for every person in this place that came to remember the birth of your son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And Father, I just ask you to bless every person in this place. Father, as, as we leave this place and we go back to our homes or, and we are around family and friends having a good time, I just pray that we would not uh, forget why this celebration is taking place. And Lord, I also just ask for this outreach tomorrow that... The people that you would want to be here, Father, that even if they haven't heard of what's happening tomorrow, that someone would let them know what is taking place, that they would come in and be served and know that there is a living God that loves them unconditionally, that you are a good, good Father. And we just thank you for this. In Christ's precious name I pray, amen.